Hello ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. My name's Dave and I'll be your host this evening. We're already doing better than we've been doing in my dreams the last few days. Uh, I had this sort of dream that uh, half the technician would come and after the gig and quit. Uh, so he's here, so we're doing alright. I had this other dream where all of the performers were going to become chocolate pennies and then melt. So I think we're pretty safe that that's not going to happen. Fingers crossed, I don't know, these lights are quite warm. I'm really pleased that you could all join me here downstairs at the Leicester Square Theatre. Can you all welcome the Dave to the stage, please? Hi, I'm the Dave. I'm going to be performing a song for you.
So by the, that classic tragic text, Superman 2, let me welcome to the stage the first performer who isn't me, John Kearns. You can find out more about him at www.thatjohnkearns.co.uk, uh, although I think he's having some malware problems, so be cautious, but you can also find him on Twitter at John's Fur Coat. So follow him there and then check him out when his site gets up to scratch. Okay, do we have John Kearns in the house? This is, yes we do. They work, they work in one. Thank you, thank you for introducing me. Um, and thank you for uh, highlighting my uh, terrible free internet software. Um, are we well ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Wonderful, well let's get this going. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please come to my funeral! someone rings your doorbell. Now you're not happy, okay? Now to top it off, the person ringing your doorbell wants to shoot you and your family in the face. And the cherry on the cake is that you're about to get the four down, three across on the crossword puzzle. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up tragedy podcast people. For the next 45 minutes, I'm going to tell you, I didn't finish my crossword because I was on the bloody Titanic. She's got a test Yeah. <laughs> I was in the duty free. I bought some chocolate. And I bought my monthly edition of Puzzle Magazine. Is that two minutes? Jesus fucking Christ! I haven't even sunk yet! Okay, I'll skip forward. <laughs> I was on the toilet. <laughs> I was doing my crossword. And I heard an almighty thud. I didn't know what was going on. I ran upstairs and said, what's going on? I was, we've hit an iceberg. I couldn't believe it. Now, I don't know if anybody here has ever seen an iceberg, but when I saw it, I couldn't believe it. So what did I do? See if it was real? I licked it. Now, I don't know if you've ever licked an iceberg, but let me tell you something, Leicester Square Lounge. It's bloody cold. When I licked that iceberg, my tongue froze onto the ice, and I stayed there for two years. The ship sank beneath me, and I stayed swinging on the iceberg. People on the lifeboats were pointing at me. One bloke thought I was a bank 
never come to play the lounge of the Leicester Square Theatre? Well, let me tell you something. Global warming. <laughs> Friendly whale came to save me. Bernard. And I remember when he dropped me offshore, I said, thank you, Bernard. And I looked at him in the eye and I said, you've got to go home now. Now, it's very hard to look a whale in the eye. I don't know if you've ever tried, but the eyes are on the side of the head. So you have to do it twice. You have to say, thank you, Bernard. <laughs> thank you, Bernard. And then he went. And I, I was very sad when he left. I thought I could have got him a job or something, you know. I've always thought whales would be great umpires at tennis matches. Because humans, they're always bending the neck, they can't be, a whale could just go... <laughs> Ow, he's not looking. He is looking, Djokovic, he's just not looking at you. All right, if I'm a whale, where am I looking? <laughs> where am I looking? Am I looking at him or am I looking at you? I'm looking at you, I know, but I'm looking at him, aren't I? If I'm a whale, where am I looking? Am I looking at you or am I looking at him? I'm looking at you. I tell you what, when I was told this was a mixture of uh, poetry, um, readings, I thought, my comedy might not go down too well tonight. <laughs> and you know what, stand-up tragedy, brackets lounge? I was right. I was bloody right. You know, I was sitting back there, I thought, I don't know, I'm going to go. As soon as that music started playing, and I knew I had another three of them to go, and I usually play the whole song slapping your calf, I thought, this ain't going to go right. Usually the first slap, people are like, yeah, this audience are going, what the fuck is he doing to that man? How long is he going to go on for? I didn't even get an introduction onto the stage. I literally strolled on. I don't even know what mic to take. I was reminded. <laughs> Comedy. Um, so next up, we've got Tanya Hirschman, who's going to be reading from her new book, My Mother Was an Upright Piano, which was published on May the 3rd and contains 56 very short fictions. She's writer-in-residence at the Science Facility at the Bristol University and founder and editor of The Short Review. Uh, for more about all of that, go to www.tanyahirschman.com. And welcome, Tanya, to the stage. he said he loved me. This is a special one for the Londoners. We shared an armrest on the northern line, our elbows sidling into one another. He said he was a poet. He said he loved me even before we got to Camden Town. By Chalk Farm he offered eternal devotion. Don't rush me, I said. I'll give you my answer at Charing Cross. He waited, scratched his nose. I looked him up and down through tunnels and at station stops and wondered if he'd just be one more heart-shaped bruise on my already mottled skin. I got out early, slid through the doors at King's Cross just before they shut, and stood there watching him pour at the window with his poet's fingers, confusion in his eyes. I thought he mouthed, I love you, but it could have been, you're just another emotional virgin. <laughs> I rode up the escalator, wondering how it might have been, but by the time I'd crossed over to the Victoria line, I was already scanning the platform, hoping that here I'd find my true love.
I'd like to welcome Vanessa Gebby to the stage. She also has a book out. It's The Coward's Tale. It's a novel published last November by Bloomsbury, and which has had some great reviews and has just been released in America. So uh, for more about her and her publications, you can go to www.vanessagebby.com. And welcome, Vanessa, to the stage. Thank you, thank you. Um, I thought I'd write something specially for this evening, specially for you. Because hey. um, I knew every single one of you was going to be coming along, you know. And I thought, what's the most tragic thing I can think of? And it came to me, and it was Ikea. <laughs> this is a story called The Door. I had to have it. It was a really lovely door, you know, sort of door-shaped, with a letterbox, and everything, and a knob. They asked if I wanted it wrapped, and I said no, it was okay, as it was. I waited ages for the bus, and when it came, the driver said, you can't bring that door on here. Fair enough, I said, and carried it 8.3 miles home. <laughs> My home was a bit manky, really. The door was much nicer than the house. So I decided to save up and build a new house to go with the door. I built a front doorstep first. And I stuck the door in a frame on top. And slowly, over time, I built room after room behind it. Excavated underneath first and made an underground swimming pool. <coughs> Lovely. <laughs> the hallway. Lovely too. High ceiling. And mirrors. Huge sitting room. Kitchen to die for. Probably. <laughs> Snooker room. Always wanted one of those. I stuck some stairs in and put loads of really cool bedrooms on top with shower rooms and built-in tellies everywhere. Fantastic views. Lovely roof too. Tiled. Then came the day I was to move in. I'll always remember all the neighbours came round and we had a little ceremony as I put the key in my new door. Sweet. Trouble was, bloody door wouldn't open. I tried everything, turning the knob, pulling it, and nothing happened. I turned the key this way and that, and still nothing happened. I even knocked and waited a bit. <laughs> but no one came. <coughs> So in the end, I decided to take the door off the house, or the house off the door. I unroofed the house. I unbuilt the bedrooms and the stairs and the kitchen to die for, probably. I unbuilt the sitting room and the hallway with the mirrors and the snooker room. I took a long last look at the underground swimming pool and filled it in with all the earth I'd just dug out. Finally, there it was, the door, standing there on its step. I took it out of its frame and waited by the bus stop. The driver wouldn't let me on. You can't bring a door on here, he said. So I walked 
8.3 miles into town and back to the shop. I leaned the door on the counter. Hello, I said, I bought this door here and it seems faulty. <laughs> the girl behind the counter looked at me. What do you mean, faulty? She said. It won't open, I said. I want my money back. The girl sighed and said she'd need to ask the manager. So she rang someone called Stephen and there was a long conversation during which she said things like, yes, really, Stephen. And doesn't look nuts to me, Stephen. And, oh, thank you, Stephen, I'd like that. I'll wear the nurse's uniform. When she finished the conversation, she turned to me and said, did I have a receipt? No, I said. A lot of water's gone under the bridge since I bought this door. And I've washed my trousers many times since. And if I had a receipt, it is now in minuscule little pieces and will have gone a progress through the underground sewage system. It will have found its way to the sea and be scattered through the oceans and may even have fetched up on some far-flung shore where it has become food for remote and exotic creatures. Probably. If they like eating receipts. She was quiet for a bit. In that case, we can't give you a refund, she said, and rang a friend and started talking about her hot date. I picked up the door and left the shop. I waited at the bus stop. When the bus came, the driver said, you can't bring that door on here. Fair enough, I said. Picked up the door and started the long walk home. <laughs> have a set of Rocker Pops music from Anton Frank. You can find his music at antonfrank.co.uk and he's, uh, he's always on Facebook and Twitter so you can find him there as well, Anton Frank. Give you Anton! Just couldn't skip Just couldn't skip Just couldn't skip 
just couldn't skip Then erase those days The ones that we won't talk about now The smile that I have faced Still she knows we get it out of time So find me a river and sail me away upon this ship and drown me in silver. That silver that we just couldn't keep, just couldn't keep, just couldn't keep. Just couldn't If you've enjoyed tonight, please tell everybody about it. Uh, we also have stand-up tragedy hoodies, as modelled by me. Uh, T-shirts, as modelled by me. Uh, mugs, badges, and even underwear that you can buy for an extraordinarily pricey price from our website. Uh, or if you prefer, you can donate some money uh, or to try and help us to make this the best night that we can do, or even break even, that would be always good. And uh, you can read and hear lots of past and future tragedy at www.standuptragedy.co.uk. So if you're a fan of the logo, go and check out www.shavenravendesigns.co.uk where you can find out how to get such a great logo and other brilliant design work done for you at a very reasonable price by a fantastic designer. We're releasing extracts uh, of the night and all of the nights as free podcasts available through iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher Smart Radio. The tragedy is over. So let's all leave together The tragedy is over So let's all leave together I also wanted to just tell you about my other podcast, Getting Better Acquainted, where I interview people that I know. Conversations that are really worth listening to. Go to www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk for more details, or you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. The next stand-up tragedy live show is going to be at the Leicester Square Theatre on the 4th of June. Don't bother with the Jubilee. Come and have some tragedy.